Hello, Attactioneers. Welcome to the Attack Action Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Morrow. And I'm your host, Colin Honigman. What's up, Taylor? Pew, pew, pew. I love how it came in with like all the phlegm all in the beginning. Way to go. That's like, that's part of your signature though. It's like kind of a asthma guy, an aller- allergenic mouth noises on the mic. Nasal yeah. congestion kind of guy. Yeah. That's it's your, it's your zenisiqua or whatever the French term is for that. It's your little juge on top. I don't know what. what. (laughs) That's why your wife married you. That and your hog. Anyway. My hog's name is Bessie. She's a good pig. (laughs) Award winning. Award winning. What's up, dude? Blue ribbon. Hi. I'm doing great. I. So tonight or today, I took out a pack of mystery meat from the freezer. It was frozen, (laughs) (laughs) unlabeled. And to my delight, it was a bunch of steaks. So I had steak for dinner. So that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cool. I had steak for lunch, actually. Nice. Yes. Beef boys. Beef boys. Mr. Beef Hammer coming back. That's right. Remember that? That, Wink. I do. (laughs) That was uh, my old internet name and my Pokemon Go name. And then my wife was Mrs. Beefhammer. And then my friend Troy was like, well, I'll just one-up you. I'll be Dr. Beefhammer. So that was fun running around in that augmented reality as the <laughs> Beefhammers. We show up to raids and people be like, hey, the Beefhammers are here. <laughs> <laughs> this is my son, Dr. Beefhammer. <laughs> <laughs> I set him up for success right away by just naming him Doctor. <laughs> He's the only Doctor Doctor. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, I guess today we're talking about nationals. The national season has started. We're going to mostly focus on the United States nationals that happened this past weekend. Spoiler alert, somebody won. <laughs> oh, okay. We also should talk about this also. Isaac is still a part of the podcast. Yes. Okay. Important note. He's he's still part of it. Uh, he we have a lot of fires in our county and the surrounding county. So, as a real life hero, firefighter class, he he doesn't have a talent, you know, just straight firefighter in class. Water spraying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. That's why we don't play fab anymore. He just gets my cards all wet with his hose. It's also a sex joke in there too, but. <laughs> Uh, and then he got COVID and now he's a real, a little sicky boy. So he can't podcast. So we got Colin. Thank God we have Colin. Thank God. I just cough sometimes and am full of congestion. So I'll do. <laughs> I'm taking, but it doesn't hold you back because you're, you're fucking Ford built tough. That's my normal state. So that's where we operate from. Just kind of sickly so shout out would to, have never made yeah, it right yeah shout out to in Isaac. the 1800s <laughs> <laughs> look i would have been fine a as long as man. i had glasses both of us would have been in trouble if there weren't glasses that's for sure that's true that's true but yeah shout out to I'm, isaac who's not feeling good but hopefully feeling better soon and will be back joining us 
whenever he's healthy and nothing's on fire. <laughs> yeah. Love you, bud. That was to Isaac, so. And to the audience. We'll wait for him to respond. Love you all. <laughs> yeah, totally. We'll be here for the next four days. All right. Have enough hard drive While we space. wait for Isaac to respond by messenger pigeon or some other <laughs> form of neolithic technology let's talk about the news uh first up it says literally nothing but that's not true we found some news uh <laughs> one of those things is briar has living legend technically though we have to wait till bright lights comes out for that to happen so everyone's going to be bringing the fatigue briar deck to their locals for one last jaunt that's fun is it <laughs> but we have <laughs> that to look know. forward to but we're not going to talk about that too much because we're gonna talk about that in our reaction step where we react to something with hot takes and that will be <laughs> that so for now we'll just say that's happened and then we'll we'll talk about what we think that means soon yep and okay the the deep deep lore attacktioneers know we do a reaction step every month now look this month there hasn't been a lot to reaction step to there's always this weird quiet period before national season and then national season starts and then stuff happens and national season has come at the very end of the month so we're not going to get to this reaction step till september but that means you're going to get a double dipping of the reaction step. Two combat chains worth of reactions. Ooh. Link after so, link after link. Coming at you. Like sausages. <laughs> yeah. Fear not. We will produce the content we promised to do for free yep. as usual. <laughs> exactly. Next up in so, the news. Next up, Bright Lights pre-released sealed we knew it was coming uh we get a little nugget about the crank ability having to do with a conveyor belt and items and turning scrap into strength so kind of the spoiler tease a little teasy tickle about the third mechanologist hero is is my summation of that uh out, coming out of bright lights talking about it being item-based, we'd know that we have uh, somebody based on boost, evos, and items. So that's kind of the little little tasty nug in there. And if you didn't know, sealed now for Bright Lights is going to be four packs yep. instead of six. And my hope is that then, I think this is a great, this is a great thing because uh, pre-releases are a little expansive at $30. Mm. So it dropping down to a $20 buy-in with four packs, I hope, is uh, a lot easier to get people into. There's just something about one US dollar bill being easier to feel like you're paying uh, or just easier to pay, you know? You just got to get that second dollar bill in there. Well... <clears throat> or bill of currency the jokes on you because the FAQ says they can charge up to $30. <laughs> oh. Hopefully they well, say, well, this is only four packs or they charge you 30 and they give you like two participation packs. Like 
That'd be cool. Uh, I'll I'll take packs as long as you're not charging me extra for just four packs. But exactly, knowing some stores, they will because yep. they can. Anyways, yep. Just the this the teeniest little morsel, like you know, like something your dog found on the ground and ate. <laughs> you didn't even know it was there. Uh, this little spoiler about <laughs> crank ability. Uh, almost missed it. Thank God they bolded it in this article or else we would have missed it. Um, but yeah, that sounds fun. I, I'm I'm still excited about this set. I think it's just time. It feels like, I don't know. It feels like we're stagnant. I mean, looking at the Icelander yes. decks from this past weekend, they're the same as last year. So <laughs> what, yeah. what are we even doing here? Um yeah, I agree. I that's a great little thing I wanted to just mention is I'm really hoping for a bright lights meta shakeup. You know what I mean? In the classic constructed sense. Mm-hmm. Like obviously it's limited, so I'm going to have a ton of fun doing that. Uh but personally for myself, I need a bright lights just real real shakeup. I need a CC Shake up. We need somebody else in there. You know what I mean? Dash OP. So, Speaking of Dash, Dash won the Australian National Championships, which, good good for that guy. I don't care. More exciting to me is that Kano was the runner-up. <laughs> and pivoting into shout-outs, the news and the shout-out is to Fahad for taking Kano to his National Champions at, all the way to the finals. Like, what a baller makes me question myself as a person because <laughs> like i love kano but i just i died a droma every week at armory and i just got tired so i stopped and then he's just like check this out hayden dale <laughs> 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 you play thamai i'm gonna deal 30 damage and then you gotta question everything that happens after that and it was just it's a great game if you haven't seen it go check it out it's on fluke and boxes channel um yeah uh the final is like four turns it's just max velocity like on turn one or something yeah, it's, yeah. it's so nuts You're just like oh god it's the the worst thing you could see as a kano player is just like well i'm i'm gonna die very soon <laughs> yeah but it was still fun and both the players had like good spirits and they're very like you know jovial and you know good camaraderie there um, just excited to have performed well at their nationals. So shout out to them. Uh, shout out to everybody who played at their nationals all around the world. You know, big numbers so far. I think over, was it a uh, thousand something different players participating? Yeah, it's like over a thousand players like in a bunch of different countries. Just And we're just getting started. There's still a bunch more nationals coming up so um yeah in one weekend pretty nuts pretty Pretty nuts nuts. uh continuing shout outs shout out to our main man patrick in the discord he is like the most helpful person all of the time he hooked us up with a huge data sheet all the data he knew where that was associate producer patrick we'll call him now (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) And uh, he always hooks us up with rules questions when we're recording. Yeah. And he's just always online. <laughs> Literally <He's>, live. <laughs> we'll type in rules questions and he'll come back to us. Yeah, so, totally. Happens all the time. Yeah, so. so thanks, Patrick. Hey, man, thank you. Also a good friend of mine. 
There you go. Lucky uh, him. <laughs> Another shout out to my guy, Ethnic Spoke, aka Pankaj. Uh, he's just the nation's best caster. I think hands down, I'm crowning him the nation's best caster. I always keep the sound on when he's on on the mic. <laughs> he's just a great a great analyst and uh give that guy more work. It's incredible how articulate he is and knowledgeable he is mm-hmm. about all of the goings ons. Yep. Well done. He also Thank makes you. me question what I'm doing with my life as a, <laughs> as a caster. Uh, while while we're talking to caster, shout out to local local favorite Sam, uh, also making crashing, bursting onto the scene. Uh, Nationals caster uh, from over there at uh, three floating. Three floating. I was gonna say pitch for three, but that sounds. <laughs> I knew. It. <laughs> I knew what I was trying to say. It's three floating. Those guys are cool. Uh, but yeah, did did a great job at his first like major, major event. And uh, yeah, super, super proud of you. So I don't know if you still listen to the show, but if you do, great job, man. Hell yeah. Uh, shout out to friend of the show, uh, Yuki Lee Bender, Ooh. the Canadian goat and the Lexi goat winning the us calling just the canadian invasion and just this straight up beat down yeah let me just on uh, north america we just warm up to national season by winning a huge calling (laughs) yeah so awesome she's so cool terminator oh yeah great job yuki uh, and I guess our last shout out, this one's like a little older, but it's just been a minute. Um, shout out to Fuzzy Delp. Uh, he was one of our uh, players champs at the AGE Players Championship. Uh, he is a kind of newer competitive player, and he actually came on to uh, play the Open Series, the AGE Open Series, to kind of level up his competitive play. He did so well that he, you know, made it to the championship there um and he also has a podcast it's a newer podcast and i've listened to it uh it is called pitch it to me and it's very good so you should check it out nice they talk about well um you know they kind of focus on game design elements kind of looking at it from that angle but they also have Uh, a great kind of intro to fab and they've got a, a fun little uh theme of like you know each there's three hosts uh also shout out to joel who is one of the other hosts who is uh he's like one of the people that won our first mat that we made and i gave it to him at vegas hell yeah anyways uh there's three of them and they do like the the red pitch the yellow pitch and the blue pitch and i don't know like what thematically they stand for but like they each kind of take <laughs> take a stance and then they they cover that thing which is which is like a fun way to to set up the podcast. cool so yeah check it out you mean a, a a podcast has a format a podcast with a format incredible what is that <laughs> yeah we just say words how do how does he do it <laughs> uh honorary shout out well real shout out to uh well okay hold on i'm gonna check out pitch it to me podcast also uh shameless plug if you want 
to have either of us on your podcast or channel, we're available. We're ready. Ready to mingle. That's what I'm going to say. Shout out to New Zealand top eighter Dark Destroyer. One of the greatest names in flesh and blood, period. So I'm the Dark Destroyer. Shout out to you. I was born in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, final, final thing before we get into the main topic. Uh, look, we give you this content free every single month. 99% of the things we do, not behind a paywall. But you want to get into that 1% of the things we do. <laughs> this is the NPR public television, public radio uh, model. I'll send you a tote. Do you want a tote? I got plenty. They don't say the Attack Action Podcast, but they're good <laughs> totes. They might say something like <laughs> Chautauqua Natural Foods on it or something like that, you know? Exactly. Shout out to local grocer Chautauqua Natural Foods. Uh, so we're just, we're audience supported here, you know? So we're giving it to you free. And then if you feel like our content has value in your life and you would like to support us, the best way you can do that is on Patreon. $4 a month gets you access to the Discord, uh, the Discord or the, the Patreon exclusive podcast we do. The time snap potion. Uh, it's non-fab related. This week we talked and about Baldur's Gate 3. We did, and we had a great time, and I didn't even realize how long that episode was. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was longer than the other recording we made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so, yeah. Check it out. And then if you want to pay us more money, you have that option as well, but you also get access to pre-orders for any sort of swag we do or anything like that. And this is the big one. You're going to get invited to the attack action podcast, battle bros, hype house, hype house. <laughs> hype house in April, beginning of April. That's what, that's what we're going with. Beginning of April, not super confirmed yet, but that's where it looks like that first week of April, maybe second week. Etc. of 2024. Ooh. So buy your plane tickets now. It's going to be a centralized location in California. Hype house. We're talking about hanging out, having a good time, recreating when you travel to nationals with your homies, you get the Airbnb, you get some brewskis, you crack the brewskis, you draft Arcane Rising Unlimited. Have a great time. Stay up too late. Do your deck list last minute. <laughs> show up to nationals. O2 drop. Do some side events. Go out to dinner. Have too much pizza. Come back. Drink maybe too much. And then do Sunday a little hungover. But you got to draft until 3 in the morning. So recreating that type of vibe. Without like the competitive shit in the middle yeah <laughs> just it'll just be that but all day every day with other board games and other activities who knows we're, we're just gonna like have a good ass time <laughs> hanging out playing games uh yeah you know we'll, we'll probably do a famous uh attack action podcast competitive format of you oh, know yeah yes we will bring two decks and then you gotta like 
play somebody else's other deck uh, kind of situation. Shout out to the old episodes. But yeah, we'll do something fun. You know, I said competitive, but you know, it's it's for ease for fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, you get all of that stuff if you're uh, a part of the patron. And really, it's just to help support us. Uh, you know, we got a bunch of new microphones. The podcast is way easier to edit. And I think I sound even better. By a bunch, he means two. <laughs> a, yep. So, you know. A bushel. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I'm bringing I, my dog threw up in the morning way too early before my alarm energy. And then I've had three coffees today and worked all day energy. So I'm all I'm a little all over the place, too. And I feel like when Colin's on, he's the host, so which is kind of fun. <laughs> which means we're never going to get to where we're supposed to on time because I like to take little scenic routes, you know? Totally. Meander, Some of the people love, though. Meander our way to the main topic. Today, as we said, the main topic is... Nationals recap, mainly focusing on U.S. Nationals, but the conversation might, as I said, meander. We'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was it was a big event. I think, you know, first couple things, some really great uh, highlights of the event. 522 people participated, mm-hmm. U.S. Nats. That's huge. I think it's the biggest one. That's a really good sign for the game. Um, exciting to know that people are still, you know, still believe that they can go. That one guy brought his Arachne deck and was like, I'm going to do it. I'm taking Arachne to nationals and you cannot stop me. You're not allowed to stop me. It's legal. Um, and it's awesome. You know, like everyone goes, they want to play their best. Tons of people from SoCal went, um, a lot of, you know, some of them very good, uh, I should have shouted them out. Maybe I'll shout them out later, but I don't, I don't want to get there. Look, okay. In the top 64, I can't, I, I lost track. There was just, it was just like Mr. SoCal this, Mr. SoCal that, SoCal this guy. This guy's also from California. Just like the West Coast did a very good job uh, being in the top performers of Nats. Yeah. You know, yes. Craig Pollock, Chris Ioli, Andrew Rudin, I think Anthony, Anthony Pham did good. Yep. Uh, you know, all my guys, yeah. you're all my guys. If, if we, even though me and Chris never said anything to each other once, but I love your energy. This is always, <laughs> let's hang out next time. <laughs> like Chris. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, it was really great showing from everybody, but it, it looked like a lot of fun. I was living vicariously through everyone on Discord, sharing, you know, where are we going to eat messages and uh, <laughs> posting funny <laughs> pictures of Blake uh, smiling <laughs> and different things. Um, yeah, just it looked like a blast. I was sad I couldn't go, but it was just it was just too much for me in my life right now. So uh We'll just have to go to the next one. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, it it looked like it was a a great event. I mean, the things are starting to level up, you know, uh, 
the cosplay. Did you see any of the cosplay highlights? Like, I can't believe some of those outfits were so great. Data Doll One. Uh, I'm blanking on that cosplayer's name. Max Ferocity on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't see that. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's like crazy legit, you know? Uh, and there's just some really, really great ones. There's like, uh, I really loved Numbskulls on there. <laughs> really? The guy's doing, oh, God, I the see guy's that, doing yeah. a great job. <laughs> the Icelander's great. I mean, there's just, there's multiple dashes. Uh, there's a, just a ton of them that were really good. And, you know, I wish that sort of thing would get like a little bit more coverage. You know what I mean? Like those people put out, put in just as much work as everybody else does who's playing the game, mm. you know, if not more. And they like, you know, show up for their four seconds of fame. And uh, so we should do that. You know what I mean? Totally. And, they, and cover them. They bring such great energy to the events and they work really hard. So, you know, I mean, I think when you're there, they do give, you know, <clears throat> it seems like they're doing a better job at kind of like bringing that to the the forefront. Um, but yeah, shout out to everyone who participates. It's, it's a lot of work. I do not want to put that much effort into what I'm wearing. So I, <laughs> I appreciate that you do and, even like the low effort ones, it's like they still had to figure it out. You know, it's like, it's like you still had to find the right clothes and costumes. I mean, not everybody's going to fully paint their body blue or green, I guess, at least just his chest. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I think it's just his chest on the numb skull. It is good. So yeah, so uh, like all of those themes, great. And a lot of people had, you know, a lot of fun is what it looked like with the uh, the FOMO I was having here at work, sweating with teenagers because it's been very hot. I also heard lately. that um, side event tickets or like entrance into side events was kind of transferable. So people who bought packages could like, give their entries to other people, which I thought was great. Cause I think in the past when channel fireball was running it, that they didn't allow that. So you basically just lost your money on those packages because they only let you in certain ones and then nobody could use it. So it was kind of a bummer. Um, yeah. So yeah, it seems like star city did a great job, uh, hosting the, the live event. Um, so yeah, I think overall it seemed like, Seemed like a pretty good success. You know, it is in Vegas, which I don't want to have to go to Vegas that much in my life, but I get it. They've got big space. Yeah. And a lot of it. Cheaper than uh, Okay. So before we get into the nitty gritty, I do have a uh, critique, I got to say, about nationals mainly around the production of the event that was the live stream. So this, this is what I got to say. This is our third nationals event, I think, right? We've had three, That's Tarek, right. Michael Hamilton, and now Charles Dunn. Yep. Uh, good old Chuck, 
Chuck Dunn. Chuck Dunn done it. All right, that's jokes probably <laughs> been happened before. Uh, Spoiling the joke. <laughs> we we got to step up our game on the stream production because that's like the portal where most of the people view the game and can interact with it. You know what I mean? And like, I just like me and Colin have talked about this watching Evo uh, earlier this month and just like the production behind that. And now I understand that there's like a lot more money in that and those events and that sort of thing, like way more than it is for our little game. You know what I mean? But we have to like invest in those productions, you know, it's just like so important to make it uh, really cool. Like we've done it. We've made a great game that has many great sets and has been super fun for years now. And I've dedicated many hours of my life to playing it and talking about it, et cetera. They're nailing that stuff. They need to nail the stream. It needs to level up. That's, that's my, my biggest critique there about that. Yeah. Graphically, the camera needs to be better, et cetera. Look, like, I'm just glad they fixed the lighting. Day one's lighting was just like dark. And it's like you barely see the cards. You could like the hosts, the commentators look like they were like in a basement. You know, yeah. it just looked dark and kind of unfriendly. Um, and it was just kind of weird. They fixed that look like on day two and day three. Um, I don't know. Here's one thing that I can we figure out as a community. How do you light cards in sleeves so that you can see them on a camera that is stationed directly above them? I feel like it can't yeah. be that hard. Like put the light at an angle like. I don't know. Just figure it out when you're setting up the lights with the camera, you know, and I know, I know it's a thing. It's a thing that like everybody struggles with. Like if you have ever tried to like record something of your cards, like with sleeves, it's, there's a lot of glare, but there's gotta be a way. And I think we, we need either we need to like build a new solution and start a new company that's just for lighting card games <laughs> or like, you know, just spend a little bit more time setting up those lights so that it looks so that you can just see the cards better. You know, it's like I get like the equipment sometimes it's like, OK, well, it doesn't move. So it's like not as important. But, you know, it just would be nice if it looked better. Also, they had this weird um it, this thing i don't know what it is but like on their on star city game streams they have like a weird black dot grid over the camera feed like does anybody, does anybody else see this am i it makes me feel like i'm going crazy because there's just like a bunch of tiny black dots in a grid which looks like it's huh. some kind of calibration thing but it's on the stream we can see it and it's weird to see that on the stream so so turn that off <laughs> uh but you know <laughs> I, I I totally get it. I think, you know, the the shout out or, you know, the call out of, you know, making it better and this is how people view it. Like, this is how a lot of new people will view it, too. So, like, yeah. if it's not really inviting, um, <clears throat> then it's it's you're going to lose people. Um, and I, I feel like the the commentators overall did a really good job of kind of making sure to explain even basic 
uh, you know, mechanics and stuff like that when they were like kind of introduced in each of the games, um, <clears throat> which I thought, you know, sometimes can be like, well, yeah, I know that. But like, you know, there's people being like, "Who? what game is this? Because it's on Star City, you know, games channel and they're not, you know, usually there to watch Flesh and Blood. So uh, mm-hmm. it is important to remind, you know, remember that there are people who are not familiar who will be finding this and that this might be their first impression so it should be, you know, always putting our for you know best foot forward. And I know that you can do a lot with a small budget because we've done it all year at AGE. You know, it's yep. make the stream look really good. You know, and sometimes there's just technical difficulties. There's always that. Um, and I do appreciate that they do the backup game as well to make sure that there's enough content all day. But yeah, it's just you know. I was I was hoping for a little bit more, um, but I, I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't want to like harp on them. I think you know it seems totally like they did a and nice I job overall, but it's just like the details. Like it's the details that I mean. I guess you know that says something about it. If we're just harping on a couple of like detailed things, but like they do matter, and it, it does have an impact on the overall experience. Yeah, and I. We are not trying to discount anybody's like hours of work and the stressful part of putting on something live uh, for a gigantic, well, in quotations, gigantic audience. Um, You know, like people put in a lot of work to do that. And I know how that is to then get criticism uh, for that thing. But we also can't, you know, just not get better you know what i mean like you got to constantly evolve as a person and we got to evolve our stream just as we require all human beings in uh, a good society to improve you know so we just need that i like really need that for next nationals or for worlds or for whatever you know we have to like level up our stream game you know it would be so important. It makes it so much more fun when the stream is like better. So that's it. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> Thank you. That's it. On to the next one. Uh, I guess we're going to talk about the meta. Yep. So I don't think that there were any surprises in this meta other than the deck that won but in terms of <laughs> uh pr- proportions the biggest surprise <laughs> yeah which is which is totally cool but in in terms of you know the most represented deck lexi uh and then basically iceland or dromai and bravo are all within you know that's a seven player spread between those three they're basically all tied for second most represented deck uh, and then the fourth most represented hero is Briar, uh, which is like 20 more than the next highest spot. So uh, that is basically what I would have, if you had asked me to rank them, I probably would have ranked them very similarly mm-hmm. uh, myself, just with all of the predictions of things that uh, the data we had uh, leading up to uh this nationals event yeah call any thoughts on them numbers there uh 
just again, shout out to the guy who played Arachne, 100% conversion into day two, I think, according to this <laughs> chart. Uh, so that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, no, it's, it is what we thought it would be. There's a lot of Lexi. Lexi, Lexi is the premier aggro deck right now. Um, <clears throat> she's very strong. She doesn't care about her elemental powers very much, but she's got them. And a bow that is super good. Um, yeah. And then Icelander kind of has made like a big resurgence after doing really well at some events leading up to this. Um, I think I would have thought <clears throat> there'd be a little bit more Dromai. Um, but I do understand that the deck is a little harder to pilot. So if you're not familiar with it, it could be it could be a harder thing to try to jump on. And it does have some bad matchups. So... It is not a slam dunk. So yeah, with kind of Bravo and Briar in those numbers, that's like still a lot of the decks that can be pretty challenging. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I think that isn't a surprise. You know, we keep talking about how, you know, oh, the meta is so open right now, but I honestly, it doesn't feel that way when this is like this, you know, the, general shape of metas going into like top eights like you know the top tables is icelander it's dromai mm -hmm. it's lexi and then sometimes briar and sometimes bravo and that's <clears throat> that's mostly it you know kano sometimes sneaks in there but more often than not he doesn't make it all the way um he's always just kind of a wild card so <clears throat> It's kind of hard to count that as like a real data point, but yeah, it's, it seems very samey <laughs> as to what it's been. Uh, you know, yeah. Levia, everyone's like, Oh, Levia has got this cool new, you know, Demi hero thing. And it's just proven to be, you know, she still can just die to her own gimmick and <clears throat> doesn't have any hit effects. So, you know, all the, if you can't out damage, the biggest damage dealing deck that also has a ton of hit effects, you kind of can't yeah. win <laughs> can't win nationals that way. So <clears throat> it is it's it's a weird thing because like I think the meta or you know the game always supports people who are specialists and who dedicate their their time to a single hero. They can always perform, you know, they have a chance of performing really well because they know their hero. They can build their and tune their deck to what they think the meta is. And, you know, I mean, some heroes are, can do this better than others, but um, people just can, they can do it. You know, dude can go to Australian national champions with dash and and win even though nobody else is you know really saying dash is like the winningest deck right now so it's <clears throat> it, there there's always that factor but then we just have to look at the the numbers and like the past year like i mean like what was worlds last year icelander briar dromai you know was lexi mm -hmm. good no hold him Oh yeah, yeah, we had old him, yeah. So we've just replaced old him with Lexi, uh, and you know that's just kind of where all of our our top eights are kind of are at. And I think 
and I'm talking about the U.S. Uh, I think we have a very particular approach to this game. I wouldn't be able to pinpoint the difference from other places, but just the fact that other countries can have like, uh, you know, Reinar and other and other uh, Bolton one in Slovenia, like, you know, we've got Dash and uh, I guess a couple Kano's one in the Philippines and in Poland, like, you know, there is, there's different, you know, metas and different kind of cultural elements that are, are brought to the game. But in the U S for sure, it's always just like, it's very like focused value. Like I'm going to play the deck that has the numbers and the consistency to beat what is else out there right now. So, which I guess is what you want, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When it's a competitive (laughs) game from like, from a spectator's point of view, I'm just kind of like, okay, (laughs) we're going to do this matchup again. All right. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I think that's probably just like a hard thing to manufacture into, uh, card games. You know what I mean? Especially when, you know, you have a supplemental set that doesn't like push the needle too much uh, for for other new heroes and that sort of thing, which I think is totally fine. Uh, But, you know, and I don't mean to be like too negative about it, everything. And I don't know if it is like being negative, but it's more of like a personal feel of just the last couple of metas have been a little too samey you know what i mean mm-hmm. which i don't think if you had asked me a couple of years ago <clears throat> if i would care about that <laughs> and i kind of do because now i'm like in this kind of rhythm of okay uh you know shiny shiny new thing mixing it up um and i think in the past i've enjoyed the metas a little bit more and have been like, oh, let's just stay in this right now. It's good. It's good. We got it. Let's let's just stay in here. Why would we ever go outside? We have this. You know what I mean? And then somebody's like, well, this thing's outside. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's fine. We have meta we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and now I'm like, uh, you know, the other side of that coin. I've been around long enough to where I'm like, okay, we could use, we could use like a new freshness i need some like new new top decks yeah you know that sort of thing a different angle to attack because it's like just hasn't been uh my particular meta now all of that being said that does lead to like uh a pretty cool story for the national championship uh so we have new u.s national champion mega shout out to him charles dunn i think now a uh, socal native if i'm not mistaken am i correct colin does he live in socal now i unclear somebody said he lives in ohio charles dunn come on our show and tell us where you live (laughs) (laughs) i think he was at battle hardened la but i could be wrong uh i was pretty sure he was there but who knows let me know in the comments uh There's so no comments on the podcast well on youtube yeah, okay. there is you're right <laughs> so charles dunn shows up and 
and we've seen this a f- I feel like this is like a thing, right? Like when we had Bolander, Michael Hamilton was just like, hey, what if I turn this other hero into a guardian, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, where I just kind of like block and play these value attacks and then I'll still get a wizard you, Dude, you know? Yeah, both dudes, Charles Dunn, famous, like old him <laughs> kind of fatigue player previously had the same idea as Michael Hamilton last year, but with a different hero. It was like, you know what? Crown of Seeds is good. I'll just, what if I just play Briar like like she's old him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like Charles Dunn takes basically control Briar to a national championship, you know? And looking at his deck, it's like, it's so dope because it's <laughs> so <laughs> it's just hyper focused on blue block threes that now block for four because all of my attacks are vanilla damage basically that come in at a break point of seven so do you want to give me three cards and deny me this uh embodiment of earth or are you just going to take seven or some number in between and then i get my embodiment of earth and now my blue come to fights block for four you know? Yeah. It's just, it, it's, it's freaking dope. And it's just guardian briar. I'm just going to outvalue you over the whole game. Crown of seeds is super good. When you pair that with tunic, you know, and it's like, I, I think Brian Gottlieb did a great job, uh, doing the finals commentating on the finals. So did, uh, ethnic smoke where they talked about like, you know, Charles Dunn's power turns in quotations is when he has like a card in arsenal tunic up and uh, an embodiment of earth, Mm -hmm. you know, it just gives you so many defensive options to just, just like, just be really, really efficient uh, with your card economy and your like life total and that sort of thing. So it, it, it's a dope idea because it, it does that thing. This will be my last point. And then I'll, I'll let you talk a Rooney here, Colin. It, it does that thing everybody wants to do is show up with a surprising deck that nobody knows how to sideboard against. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then also be really powerful, right? That's what our homeboy Arachne is doing. You know, it's like, what's your game plan into me? You don't know. I'm the only one here. Let me look at your but cards. But you like win nationals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, uh, I died. <laughs> but thanks for letting me look at your cards. <laughs> yeah so it it's a, a and it's like briar's last living legend points <laughs> you know which is like a really fun story as well like i'm gonna bring her over the line without rosetta thorn without doing channel mountain heroic shenanigans i'm just gonna just gonna trade and win with reaping blade yeah it's it's so sick yeah what are your thoughts colin i mean it's just so interesting. Like I, these, these dudes are just like, <laughs> they think about this game and they come up with this idea of like, Oh, what if I had, you know, 28 cards in my deck that all could block for four <laughs> on any given turn. I just have to do a single point of damage uh, to them. And I have literally half the, a deck of, you know, defense reactions that aren't even defense reactions. And it's just, it's just nuts. Um, I think, 
I think it's really interesting. It, 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 I think it played out more interesting than, you know, other fatigue decks, at least watching it just maybe because it's still novel. I think, you know, if, if Briar didn't LL, uh, and we had to watch this deck kind of take over the meta for a while. I think it might get a little <laughs> stale, but you know, watching the uh, Icelanders and the Lexis try to deal with this was really, really interesting. Um, and I, I think he just he had a plan, like he knew his game plan, and everybody else was trying to react. So he just had that extra bit of, <clears throat> you know edge to it and but then like Mm -hmm. it it wasn't even just that it's like the inclusion of like diabolic ultimatum where you can choose an ally uh what was it if if you pitch an attack you can choose an ally if you pitch a non-attack you can choose and destroy an aura so fool was just playing this card to destroy frost hexes and like or like channel like frigid, channel like frigid, or insidious chill. It's like channel mount heroic. He could do it to both. Like he does it both sides. It's like they have to, and it's just like that. That's some like you know, five D chess of like <laughs> let's play a card that like nobody's playing, and let's like be like, oh yeah, that's a good card. And then of course you know he had like uh, the runic, he had runic reclamation. Yeah, runic reclamation. Yeah, he does. Just here's a three for seven. That also, I can destroy a fucking uh, rune chant or an aura. Uh, you can destroy yep. an aura. And you're just like, just this big brain shit. And then he was just like, oh, yeah, and a remembrance and a pulse of candle hole, too, just to recurse my deck. And he even has last ditch, last ditch effort, like just fully playing the fatigue plan. Um, you know, I also love that he had. Uh, Oath of the Ark Knight in here. This is like it's funny because it felt like the most rune blady briar deck there's ever been, <laughs> which is like the it's is weird to say that, but he played these cards that like briar never plays, like you know. And it, Oath of the Ark Knight used to be one of my in blue yeah. used to be one of my favorite little dealy bobs with Reaping Blade because you're like. Well, if I put this in Arsenal and I wind up with a blue in my hand, then I come in for five damage with a rune chant and Reaping Blade comes in for four. Yeah. So like late game, that's like very threatening. Yeah. You know? And that's like And when he did when that was that was the coolest thing, because this this card he's pitching, and then in the end of the game, he's playing it, and all of a sudden Reaping Blade is coming in at a break point and split damage, and you're just like Yeah. Bro, <laughs> bro, Charles Dunn, you know, like, I mean, just talking about it, I just like, I feel like I'm getting more hyped than I was when I came into this episode, but, um, <laughs> you know, and then he's playing like evergreen. If you play from your arsenal, it goes to the bottom of your deck. Like, he's just like, yeah, what if I just didn't have to lose cards and I just kept putting cards back in and I kept, you know, just hitting you for seven and blocking for four at a time. You're just like, this is too, too easy. Um, so yeah, I think just really great call, you know, pretty, you know, take a lot of chutzpah to, to bring this to nationals and be confident on it and pilot it yeah. the way he did. <clears throat> and there's so many aggressive decks and, you know, and of course, like he had to do really well in the, the draft portion too, yep. you know, I think that's something that's people 
really forget about is like, yeah, this deck did well at the beginning and the end, but he had to like just be a good fab player through the whole, you know, end yep. of day one, beginning of day two. Um, and he just he just crushed it. And it was just like it was pretty pretty cool to see that happen and very funny that that is like Briar's like last big hurrah. She was like two <laughs> points from living legend and then it's just like now she's a hundred over or whatever like <laughs> yeah straight up like bursted through that glass ceiling of living living legend with the most you know un i don't know like non-standard briar deck yeah that like somehow like i said was more rune blade than anything <laughs> else she's been before <laughs> It's it's not like a dark horse hero, but it is a dark horse deck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like that's what you want every major tournament is for the dark horse to win. You know what I mean? So you can't really make uh, a better story than that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and like just all of the percentage points you get early in the tournament in Swiss where they're like, okay, Briar, sweet gonna tech for defensive you know or or aggressive or what you know however you your game plan is into briar and your specific sideboard because it is definitely a player in the meta you know what i mean you're like i'm pretty sure i will see this deck uh once minimum at my nationals run Mm -hmm. and then to just be like "Uh uh-oh crown of seeds reaping blade (laughs) you know "Uh (laughs) uh-oh what do i do you know or you go idiot meme deck gonna smoke you and then you're like crap i just lost yeah he's got <laughs> you know what 18 I mean? poppers in his deck yeah like 18 poppers almost 30 cars that can sometimes block for four this <laughs> is like this deck is busted <laughs> i think it just highlights that briar was kind of that wasn't kind of briar was a busted hero um, and I was thinking about this earlier before we changed into this this area of the topic, but like the the shape of the meta over the past couple of years has just been warped by you know Tales of Aria. Like yeah. we we have just been one at a time dealing with the different problems introduced by Tales of Aria. <laughs> And it's just like for years, for years, for years. Like, and and we still will have to because Lexi is so strong, like they were just like, what if we just give her like the most arrows that have hit effects that she can load twice and give go again? And you're just like, dudes, have you played this deck? It's awesome. I need to play Lexi. She seems good. But yeah, um, you know, and and I want to talk about this next because I've, I feel like just talking about his deck, it's been really fun to look at his deck. So if you haven't looked at it, go look at his deck. It's on the Flesh and Blood website. And I, I have such a deeper appreciation for what he's done here after looking at this, um, because I think the end of the tournament was such a... It was a weird, it was a weird ending where you mean the top top eight uh well the finals like the very final game you know evan 19 year old lexi player playing his heart out took down michael hamilton the world champion in the quarterfinals 
you know, like yeah, worked his way all the way to the finals, yeah. like playing on a heater. Yeah. This young gun on a heater. Dude, just long hair, don't care. I'm gonna win on Lexi. He comes in, you know, he is trying so hard to like get around Charles Dunn's deck. And, you know, you see at a certain point that I think something happens where he has to pitch a three of a kind. And then he's just like pitching red card, red arrows after that in a blue. Like he sets it up. He's like, this is how I need to win this game. And then he finally draws into it. And Charles Dunn plays Warmonger's Diplomacy. And it's just like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I think he just won U.S. Nationals because he played this card. Which I think, you know, on further analysis, you might be able to go back and prove that Evan might not have had the 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 ability to to win out. I think Charles had too much of a life lead where, mm-hmm. you know, even blocking all his cards, even having a crazy three of a kind turn, I, it, I don't know if he was going to deal like he, that much damage with what he had left. Our boy Chuck also had some really well-timed CNCs. You know, as well. Yeah. You know, so just getting a little fortunate there uh, versus uh, Evan as well. But, uh, but yeah, I just I, yeah. I just want to say, like, I don't think that's the story. I don't think Warma, like, as much as I don't like that card, um, and I don't think it's actually very interesting for the game that it exists, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't want it to be like, oh, that card won the game. I think he won that game, you know, all the way leading up to that and he was already gonna yeah. win it like evan was out of cards like <laughs> it was like nothing left in his yeah. deck he wasn't gonna be able to do you know the damage i think he needed to do um but you know that that might if if you've if you've gone deep into it and you've labbed it all out and you can say yes it is like he would have done it like please let me know but <clears throat> even then it's just like i like if if that won him that game that won him that game and you know, he won all the other ones the same, you know, like it's just, he brought, like I said, he knew his game plan. Everyone else was trying to react to it. They couldn't quite figure it out. And like, he just took it. And it's like super awesome that, uh, to see that. And I, I'd rather see that than like, you know, be like, yep, well, Lexi won. Cause she's just the best aggro hero. Like, yeah. you know, which has like been the case a lot of times mm-hmm. in big tournaments. Yeah. And it, and a lot of time, like, so we've seen different ways to combat decks that are willing to block more than attack, you know? And usually those strategies are, like, you know, a little complicated and rather, like, a long game plan, you know? And they start from turn zero, not, like, halfway through when you have to, like, pivot your strategy. You know what I mean? And, and it takes practice in in practice to figure that out you know and i think evan did an amazing job just navigating turn to turn through that whole game to try to find the right combination of cards in the window to kind of you know evade the kind of inevitable wall of crown of seeds briar you know what i mean Mm -hmm. It, it was a really great uh finals match i thought you know from just like a technical knowing the game inside and out and like 
I mean, that's all like one of the cool things about, I think when you spend so much time with a game and you're just watching two people play, uh, that you can see the subtle changes in their play patterns Mm -hmm. based on the other person's strategy and that sort of thing. And it's just like such a cool moment in this game and, you know, our, our knowledge of it and being around it so much to be like, Oh, he's like changing strategies right here. That's why he's doing that, et cetera. Is this going to pay off, you know, Mm -hmm. and it builds like some anticipation and some drama into the game. And then, and and it's just really cool and i i i think it's one of the better kind of nationals maybe finals we've had uh in that sort of thing you know and i i just it's it's freaking sweet it's a cool story <laughs> and I, I i would be interested to see you know what this deck is gonna like push the meta to do but it's national season is like pretty short-lived so we will just like never see that <laughs> you know which is yeah. okay <clears throat> yeah i mean it it's a moment in time and uh you know charles got to like really put his stamp on it so it's like a pretty cool thing that he can you know he can do something that's really unique it's really effective but didn't have to have like a you know lasting warping effect on the meta because Briar's gone now. So, you know, maybe, maybe a couple weeks or, you know, that, that this deck might be around and maybe I'd be interested to see if people start bringing it next week to nationals, uh, you know, to their nationals to see yeah, totally if they can do it. And if we see more <clears throat> of this kind of uh, approach, uh, but yeah, I think it was, it was a great game. Uh, you know, shout out to Evan. I think he played so well in all of his top eight matches. Um, the one against Michael Hamilton, like just both of them, just like really thinking like how to squeak out the advantage hand to hand, turn to turn um, to, to take that game. And like, bro, just like stared down the national or the world champ and just like yeah. took it like in the mirror, like, you know, and, you know, small, interesting changes between their deck. Definitely like ice quake seemed like it was like good, um, for Evan, uh, when he, when he got to play that. So like, just kind of cool to see how those kind of different, uh, play patterns and, um, card choices, uh, affected their game. But, um, yeah, re- really, really interesting, and I think, um, yeah, shout out to everybody in the in the top eight. You know, that's, <laughs> yeah, it was, all, it was fun to. What watch. an accomplishment! You know, it was not like, fun to watch Fino get like stampeded, but that it's Lexi sometimes it happens. Just happens. You know, yeah. that's, uh, uh, the rest of the games didn't go that way. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Lexi, I just want to shout out. Trench, Trench as being such an early polarizing card everybody talked about. Is it good? It's strictly worse than Tunic. Why would you ever run this? Blah, blah, blah. No, Trench is good. Like, don't you always want a resource on your turn? You know, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And here it is just like a, a part of the meta. Yeah. Having a real role in it. Shout out you know to I mean? our Evan, Evan Bridges. Hell yeah been playing Evan trench. bridges 
since it came out uh, to great effect. So, you know, he, he knew, he saw the signs um, yeah. and it definitely opened up everyone else's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> A trendsetter. Uh, I just want to remind everybody in the audience about that, that that's what we were talking about at some point, definitely in our discord, you know, <laughs> and I just want to then like <clears throat> remind you as the new set comes out, keep an open mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. These, the game is well designed and cards have a purpose, even if it's not apparent right away. Here's the real question, Taylor. What's the next hero that we can turn into a guardian and win everything <laughs> with? Uh, it's called Talishar Ice Lexi. We've already done it. Shout out to Jesse Harper. He's already done it. The man's cracked. Uh, <laughs> the man's cracked. I mean, uh, it, speaking... it's a good question, though, so keep it in mind. It seems like yeah. these decks that... if That's my problem. I'm like, this deck, Icelander's a wizard. She should cast spells. <laughs> it's like, nah, bro, she <laughs> should punch you for seven. Like, <laughs> or eight. Or eight. Uh, and, that brings me to my other point I wanted to bring up is kind of, I don't know if it's, it's an interesting design point in the game that decks that have this kind of consistent ability to block well and send a relevant number of damage continually do really well, you know? We saw very early in the game Dash having a ton of success with this like very same game plan. We've seen Bravo do it. We've seen Oldham do it. We've seen Briar do it. We've seen uh, Icelander to some extent a little different. I know Arcane Damage, Stormstriders, etc. But you kind of understand the theme I'm talking about here. A lot of the top decks that we've had floating around have this game plan. Or like even the decks that have that game plan are like, you know, the not the best deck, maybe not the second best, but the third, like a player in the meta. You know what I mean? Where you have like good numbers, simple, consistent kind of plans that all revolve around blocking some and sending some damage, blocking some, sending some damage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that will just like always be a really good idea in fab. You know, the only times that's broken is when the hero itself is broken. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Think of that. Like the top decks were Starvo, absolutely broken. Chain, absolutely broken. Nerfed, broken again. Uh, Briar. So broken. Ridiculously broken. Remember when she used to get get embodiments of Earth stacked up and be like, I block CNC with one card. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, viscerai with Skeleta. You know what I mean? Just like really out there decks. Luminaris, etc. You know what I mean? And even that's like the inverse of good numbers you know what i mean it's like well i have all of these one damage things that just are sitting out here so i can block with like my whole hand you know type of plan um so i don't know if it's a 
I have no opinions really about that other than it's a, a theme I have noticed. Like, is it good? I don't know. Seems seems fine. It doesn't upset me. Is it bad? Is that uninteresting? <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. It's pretty interesting to dress up Briar as a guardian. That's interesting, you know? Um, to be fair, then, the crown of seeds looks like it was made for Briar more than it was for... <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is like him, the thematically the speaking. closest, yeah, to Briar's theme probably. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's the yeah. most yeah. Rune Lady, Earth Rune Lady deck that we've seen, which is just like hilarious to say. Um, yeah. No, I I and think it, you're absolutely right, and honestly, I yeah. think that's that's something that is hard to. You know, it's hard to look at everything and be like, and and find that, you know, vector of like, okay, like, what is a deck that can do those things, you know, and then come up with something like fatigue control, Briar, um, <laughs> that is all, you know, that also just send in haymakers, you know, it's yeah, um, yeah, and. It, it- and it kind of goes back to that thing Brian Gottlieb said on somebody else's podcast elsewhere about adding a bit more variance mm. into the game, you know, yeah. is just seeing the writing on the wall that this is just like kind of a, a winning strategy you can slap onto everybody. Uh, also, RIP, Crown of Seeds, officially LL'd as well until we get another Earth Hero. No. Well, you know, just waiting. Rosetta Thorn, though gone yeah dead so r.i.p rune blades I'm fucking let's bring the dread scythe and have a good time let's go <laughs> give me a dread scythe rune blade let's let's do it anyways <laughs> um no i that's that's the game you know that's like how you find and you know how you discover like an un you know previously undiscovered deck and strategy is by really (laughs) analyzing those things being able to say like you know these combinations of hero abilities and weapons and uh you know resources like all these things come together and when you when you say it out loud you go read charles dunn's deck like you're just like oh yes of course like these are all three for sevens they do you have a bunch of blues all your blues are mostly non-attack actions. Those will block for four when you hit for one, when you, when you send a three for seven at somebody. And then those are all poppers. So that's like another matchup that you might struggle into. And it's just like, all these things come together. You're just like, well, yeah, that just makes so much sense. But I mean, I'm sure people were looking at it and people were trying it, but to, to really hone it and be able to pilot it the way he did, I think, uh, you know, definitely just well done. And, you know, I don't think, I don't think I'll miss, I'll miss this deck, but I was uh, happy to see it show up and burn bright and then be gone. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's a great job. Cool nationals. Yep. I enjoyed it. I, I will say, as we kind of pivot away here from our main topic is uh, I love seeing me some Monarch draft games, Mm. you know, I think it is a really exciting viewer experience 
to watch it because you have the um you have so many moments you're waiting for do they have a popper right now it would be really huge if they had a popper you know are they going to try to fatigue chain oh they are okay is he going to set up the ultimate pitch stack you know uh is leviah gonna freaking whiff and just die you know what i mean uh and then you know bolton's out there doing his thing sorry that was a bit of a joke on bolton but bolton has exciting turns as well v of the vanguard oh my god he has it you know all that stuff and just all the interplay between the heroes and like the fact that you kind of you have this moment where you're like all right kid we're gonna go for it and you pivot on a dime and try to like win the game right then and steal all of the tempo it's just a they did a good job making it really fun to watch and maybe it's my bias as that is one of my all-time favorite sets and favorite sets to draft and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. but i i had a great time being like man monarch's great now drafting it might be like a totally different story but i enjoy that so would have been fine probably six owed my draft if i went to nationals no big deal. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, it was it was fun to see some of those games. Uh <clears throat> Michael Fang versus Michael Hamilton had a great Prism uh Leviah matchup. Really exciting <clears throat> to see both them kind of play uh those heroes at like a really high level and just like make really good choices like is definitely watching that i was like we did a monarch draft at an armory recently i was just like oh that's where i messed up playing prism just like i should just let my spectral shield die sometimes rather than just blocking so much (laughs) uh Uh, sidebar shout out to australian nat stream i think they did a great job over there with a skeleton crew and uh I'm sorry, gentlemen, I since I'm doing this off the top of my head, the guy who did a lot of the casting was excellent. Hire that person. Him and Ethnic Smoke in the same room, casting a game, that's what I want. Yeah, I, I appreciated that they just made it happen. It didn't seem like they had the space to have like a commentator's booth. And honestly, it the equipment you need to do that in a space is like stupid compared to just being like, Hey, let's just have a couple guys, you know, at home watching the stream and commentating. Like it's way easier to do that. Just FYI. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we, we have the technology. Yeah. I thought they did great too. It was, it was fun to watch and uh, definitely uh, did a good job. Um, And shout out to anybody who uh, streamed their nationals. Like, Great job, everybody. Thank you so much for putting all of that extra content out into the world. Yeah. It's so cool to That's see awesome. everyone else in their country's meta play this game the way they play it in slightly different ways. Um yeah. and see what they bring to it. So it's it's cool to see that and see people uh you know, some people are kind of known entities and you don't get to see them as much, but um it is it is a treat for all of us and we do appreciate it and the hard work it goes into putting on those streams. Hell yeah. Uh, anything else, Mr. Chonningman about 
nationals or the like. Now, next year, we're winning with the Guardian Kano. <laughs> Hell yeah. Surgent Aethertide. Yeah, baby. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to put this part in here. So, look, everybody. Now we've talked about all of the juicy, controversial takes we had. You probably have questions or comments about it. If you do, take out your phone, start the memo app, record a question, attach it to an email, send it to the attack action podcast at gmail.com. And then on the next episode, I will play that question and someone on this podcast or someone's will answer it. And you will get to be famous for a very short amount of time. Everybody's dream. We'll say your name, which feels cool when you're listening to a podcast yeah. and they say your name. Are we going to pronounce it correctly? It's a coin flip. If you say it on the voice memo, we will. <laughs> That's very true also. <laughs> yeah. Send us questions. If you don't want to send a voice memo, send it to the email. Just You could do that too. Voice memo is fun though. You could do it. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. We all sound weirder than we think we do. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah, and then you go on somebody else's podcast, and they're like, you just have like a silky, great voice. And you're like, you mean my phlegm? Tommy Fresh says that to everybody, though. <laughs> no, he doesn't say that to everybody. He said it to me, too, but I still think about it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Colin, is that he said it to you. I thought he said it to you. a shout-out. No, he doesn't say that to me. Oh, I thought you were talking about yourself. Now this is weird. No, he says, wow, that your arms and your chest <laughs> are so big and beautiful. It's like, you, you don't need to put that shirt on. It's okay. Yeah, totally. This is a Christmas podcast. Like, wow, <laughs> your thighs are so shredded and your butt so firm. Be on my podcast. How does your chair like, handle it? <laughs> because I got a pillow and an extra cushion. That's how it does it. Boom. Podcasting. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Uh, let's do our signature segment, Colin. Board game from the closet Ooh. with Colin Honigman. Board game from the closet. Uh here at the Attack Action Podcast, we like many games, uh, board games, video games, card games, you know, folk. The greatest game. Folk games, the greatest game. The most dangerous game. man. <laughs> <laughs> we enjoy many games, and we like to share those <laughs> games with you. Uh, it's not always our favorite or the best game, but we like to, you know, let us let you know what we're playing and this week it's my board game again taylor just put me on the spot too so i gotta think about it you should have known it's either i mean we could just talk about boulder's gate again no it's fine um i did play i went to shout out to elliot i went to elliot's house this week hell yeah our boy elliot uh my my board game bestie down here um we played all right. We played Expeditions, which is the mm. sequel to Scythe, 
um, made by Jamie Stagmeyer from Stonemeyer Games, and <clears throat> based oh based on the art of Jacob Rosalski. That's why this whole honestly why Scythe is like popular is because this dude just world builded this crazy world through his art and they were like let's make a game out of this like it it just is cool um and always hits it's just a combination of weird soviet uh mech (laughs) and it's like weird soviet stuff with like a lot of mechs and kind of (laughs) steampunky shit um so it's pretty cool so in in this game uh pretty different or you know a lot of similarities to scythe but pretty different in how you play. Uh, the board is made up of uh, these hexagonal tiles that uh, you place. So it's not like a board that you just open. So you have like different strips. There's like a level one, level two, level three, basically of uh, locations. Level one starts face up, level two and three, you have to like, you know, explore. And you do that with your great big mech. So it's fun that you start off the game with your great big cool mech rather than having having to wait till like, you know, a quarter of the game to get those mechs mm-hmm. like you did in Scythe. <laughs> um, and then it's a, it's a card-based game. So it's kind of like a deck builder um, and a engine builder worker placement combo game, which is actually kind of pretty interesting in how it plays out, if not like sometimes a little... It feels a little clunky at times where you're just kind of like, well, I just want to like, I want to do this thing, but I have to do these two other things to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And you're just like never quite as efficient as you want to be, um, which might be something where, you know, you have to just kind of be better at the game. But anyways, <clears throat> so rather than inside, you kind of have actions um, and you're like moving, you're like selecting the different kind of actions you're going to do each turn. Um, in this one, you are selecting an action that you're not going to do. So you like cover up an action and then you take two other actions. Um, so you can play, hmm. you can gather, um, or you can, oh shit, what was the third one? Battle. I don't think, is it battle? No, it's not battle. What is it? Uh Build. I can't see a picture. I need a picture. Uh, Blank. Yeah, or or something else, whatever it is. Uh, or move. <laughs> That's it. Move. Sorry. Uh, I should have picked that. Um, so, so basically, other you you can move your mech around and explore places. Uh, when you gather, you can activate the the thing on the place that your mech's at, and when you play, you can play a card. Um, so you're trying to do like all these different things. You gain different kinds of resources like, uh, you know, power and guile is the other one. Um, and you use those to do Sonic boom. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> so you do that. Um, you can gain cards that are kind of placed out on the board or from the deck. So you're like, you know, building up your deck, you're playing these cards, you're trying to like uh, equip items and, uh, meld these meteors and uh, fulfill these quests. Um, and it really like snowballs, like really slow, like for like 
the first hour, like nobody placed any stars, which is kind of the same system as inside where you, when you achieve a certain thing, you place a star, except to do that, you have to go to a certain location and you have to boast, which is also a thing that felt pretty clunky. It's just like, okay, well, I finally did the thing, but now I got to get over there, but somebody's standing on the boast thing, so I can't use it yet, but maybe I can use the one next to it that lets me use the thing next. Uh, so it gets a little, it's a little, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. scuffly but that mm-hmm. that all being said i thought it was really interesting the you know it feels like there's you know a lot to kind of do and the different each like uh mech has a different like power and it, you start off with like a hero and uh a buddy a companion i guess most of it, it's like the you know the lady and her tiger you know from side if you're familiar like you know the the lady and her bear <laughs> And it's like you have those to start with. You use those. You get workers. You place workers when you play cards. So you do all these things. You kind of build these little engines. It feels like maybe there's one too many thing that you have to do to kind of like get to a place that feels like you're really cooking. Um, but it it definitely was interesting. I enjoyed playing it. I would play it again for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like it's not something I was like, oh my god, this is this is awesome. But it was more fun. It was just like it was kind of a crunchier, heavier game. And I was playing with some of uh, Elliot's other friends who play a lot of games together. So it was like cool just to be like getting into a, uh, you know, a crunchier game like this and be yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I understand, you know, from knowing a lot about games, how this is supposed to kind of work, but I don't really know yeah. what I'm doing and I don't know what cards exist or what locations actually do. It's been like yeah. half the game trying to find a location to only to find out that, <laughs> The only it's in the box. No, there, there, like, there's only one location that had the thing I was looking for, and it was already out there. And like, I, but I was like moving in the other direction, so I was like, well, maybe there's another one over here. And I was just like, no. So I kind of like hamstrung myself a little bit. But that being said, uh, expeditions pretty, pretty fun. I would, you know, I don't know if I would say go buy it. If you love Scythe, I'd say yeah, probably buy it. Um, it's it feels like that but honestly i think it felt a little more interesting just because you're moving around the map more and that part mm, felt more action yeah it was like more yeah. of that rather than just kind of like i don't know side just kind of felt like it was like yeah there's like this you know always had this promise of like these conflicts but it always just kind of felt like well then i pick up my wheat with my mech and i move over here you know like cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i it it does sound interesting. I would probably play it. I don't know if I would buy it after this, but that's also my Jamie Stegmeyer bias. I have been pretty historically lukewarm about his board games mm. um, on a whole and have never been like, oh, you know, he. I think he has a pretty big following, um, but I have never been just like a big fanboy of his of his stuff and scythe was just pretty lukewarm at best yeah for me and i feel like their best game is wingspan but he didn't even make that as a different game designer so yeah yeah you know i think that's that's kind of how i feel about it i played viticulture too recently and i i like that one a lot i think it's a little more straightforward yeah, um, that's true. Just like, Viticulture is pretty good. Like, oh, I'm making wine. Like, this makes sense. You know, I think. Yeah. I think the problem with Scythe and you know, by 
association expeditions is like the art and like the theme feels so like ooh, and then like yeah. what you end up doing is kind of just like oh okay yeah mm. you know yeah yeah <laughs> doing a lot of the heavy lifting there yeah so it's, the artwork is it's doesn't quite deliver on what it looks like it's promising you but between the two i think i would say i i like expeditions a little bit more um but i never played scythe that many times so it's hard to say yeah i know yeah. people love scythe so uh i probably just need to play it with like people who like it but yeah no. <laughs> Totally. So that's it. That that's my board game from the closet today. Wonderful. Thank you, Colin, for sharing. Yeah, of course. You know, um, I love it. I do. That's why I just let you have it. You know, rather than ramble on on my own. Yeah, like a pile of games I need to play just behind me. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. I would love that. Earthborn Rangers is almost Ooh. out, and I can't not wait yeah, for that. That's gonna be fun. Especially because that's one Maria is said she would play with me, nice. my wife. So that's always great when your significant other is playing games with you. Love it. Totally. Anyway, uh, that's our show, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate all of you. You know, I I had this thought the other day. Here's a little little tangent. I remember when we first started the podcast, and it was like we got a hundred downloads or whatever. You know. And, or maybe it was like, not only a hundred downloads, like don't people get like millions or thousands or whatever that sucks. But then you like remember, and I had this idea because, uh, the school year has started, you know, and I have like 14 kids in my class and I'm just like, I'm here every day psyched to see them. 14 feels like a great number. And it's like, when you get like a hundred downloads, you're like, Absolutely, I would do this twice a month for a hundred people. If a hundred people showed up to my like lecture I was giving about this board game or just talking about it, mm -hmm. I would a hundred percent do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just like keeping my perspective freak on out. things. Like, Holy shit, there are hundred people out there that want yeah, to listen to me talk about this. For two different shows we've done, you know, in the same month. It's crazy. So <clears throat> Everybody who's beyond a hundred is just like a amazing gift every day. <laughs> How many beyond a hundred are we? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, three or four. Nice. Uh, this is also my other dream. I just want to tell somebody is I would love to be podcast famous enough that we could do a live recording in front of a live audience on a stage and like have some crowd interactions and be like, you know, when I give the hello attactioneers, <sighs> you know, of the 80 people that bought tickets or whatever, just that would be fun. I feel like we could so. do that. <laughs> yeah, we maybe could just throwing it out there now into the, the internet ether space. So maybe that will. Yeah, if you uh, want us to come to your hometown. <laughs> <laughs> and do yeah, a to your local coffee shop yeah. <laughs> for open mic we would love to do a two-hour set at your local open mic hello attractioneers <laughs> and we're just looking at you show us your tits 
or whatever. Free bird. Things people yell. <laughs> Free bird. Just solo though. Just skip in the solo. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. Um, like we said, if you have questions, hit us up. Email, voice memo, X. I it's Twitter. It's still Twitter. Don't care. <sighs> It's, you still type twitter.com in, so it's still Twitter. Uh, it's, not, it's no longer, it's a post. Yeah, let me it's post on repost. Twitter about it. It's just like, I never would have thought it would be sad, <laughs> you know? Like not seeing a made-up word would be sad, but it, but it is. So, you know. Post at us or something, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Real strong finish here. Getting, uh, getting melancholy. But yeah, no, we, we appreciate you all, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at The Attack Action Podcast. On Twitter, we are at BattleBroTaylor and at BattleBroIsaac. Shoot us an email, the attack action podcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support us, like and subscribe, shop for singles using our affiliate link, or support our Patreon for as little as $4 per month.